What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Dish Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all of support and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform. And make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Dish Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. This is Deep Dish, right? Yeah, well, let's get deep. So, so I'm, I'm going deep on both sides. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Deep Disc Conversations. And look, I'm really excited about this. And y'all know who I am, right? Your host and creator, Jerome Moore. Uh, but I'm really excited about this episode because I get to get inside of a community here in Nashville, the Kurdish community, that I've really never been like able to really get a deep inside look or understanding. You read about it, you hear about it, especially as a uh, Nashvilleian. Like, hey, we have the biggest you know, um, Kurdish community here outside of Kurdistan, right? And uh, so that's like a, a theme, right? But how many of us really know, like, what is going on inside the Kurdish community here in Nashville that are not Kurds, right? And so today we have uh, Tabir and we have Dash uh, from the Tennessee Kurdish Community Council uh, organization here in Nashville. And so uh, how y'all doing? Good, thank you. Do good? Th thanks for having us. No, no, it's, no yeah. thanks for yeah. being here. And look, we got the pizza here. So y'all make sure y'all partake and you and you eat. It looks um, great. No, nah, no, nah, it tastes even better. You know what I'm saying? I see Tabir's already. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> you couldn't wait. Yeah, couldn't no, wait. no. And so, um, all right, let's let I want us to jump right into it. Um, if you could sum up like in like a few words, like how would you explain like the Kurdish community here in Nashville? Yeah. Oh. I'll say we're a tight family. Tight family? Yeah, like everybody in the Kurdish community knows each other. Yeah, Kurds has been around since 1970s, you know. Yeah. Our community, it's only, it's only growing day by day. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that is that stands out the most in our community is, like they say on the streets, you know, I got your back, you got, you got my back. Yeah. You know, uh, they're so... Uh, it's a family-oriented com community uh, where our community is like a body, you know, if one part of your body hurts, the whole body hurts, mm. you know, so that's what we care about each other a lot, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, grievances of someone dies in the community, right. you know, the whole community, you know, supports the deceased family. Right. So uh, it's a community where we care about each other a lot. And so... Let's go back a little bit just historically. Why did so many, like, what was the reason on, like, so many Kurds moving into Nashville? For me, my family says, like, the area reminded them of home. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Well, uh, if you look, a bit, look back at the history of Kurds, you know, we came, Kurds, Kurdistan, it used to be a country, you know, but right. because of uh, we've been oppressed a lot, you know, and the, the history sp speaks for itself. Uh, Kurds has been divided into four different, you know, countries in that region. Let uh, me see if I can name them. Let's see, let's see. Sure. See if I can name them. Yeah. History test. Let's see if you did your research. 
Syria, okay, Iran, Iraq, Turkey. And Turkey. Hey, yeah. Don't test my history. You, you, pa- you passed pass the test. You did. I passed the test. You did. How yeah. many people knew that? How many people could name the four countries? Some people don't. Yeah. So, no, I get, no, I get some cool. Can. I get some cool points with that. Yeah. We'll give you some brownie points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have. You see, I should have asked. You know, y'all to bring me a Curtis dish. You know what I'm saying? That's what I should have. Next time. Yeah. Next time. How about next time? We'll bring some dolma or something. No. How about this? You attend our Kurdish New Year event on March 20th. March 20th. I'm there. It's a it's our Kurdish New Year. We celebrate on March 21st of every year. Every year. So I did not even know it, that. And yeah. I'm sure that's like a, a, that's a hell of event. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's, it's, like, it's, it is. It is our biggest event of the year, where thousands of people attend. It's like a picnic style event where it, it's an outside um, outdoor event. Yeah. Uh, lots of food. Out. Lots of you know you'll see beautiful Kurdish, colorful dresses, uh, live music, lots of food. Yeah. So you're more than welcome to attend. You know. I'm there. You get to taste lots of different. I'm there. No, I'm there. Food. It, I'm, and I'm yeah. pretty sure like people from probably all over the country probably come. Yeah. yeah. Our event has become one of an, an iconic event in the states. You know, Kurds wow. uh, from other states join us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, it's a, a fun. A day full of festivities, you know. Mm-hmm. We have different programs, different activities throughout the whole day for kids, for adults, you know. It's There's a dancing, yeah, yeah, lots music, of dancing, dancing for sure. Yeah, they have a fire yeah. to celebrate the new New Year's. Yeah. So fire is the symbol of our yeah. of the Kurdish New Year. Oh wow! Yeah. So there's a fire lit, you know, throughout the whole day. Just yeah. stay burning the whole time. Yeah, and we just keep you know keep, keep going, just yeah. keep keep putting fire and exactly. fuel on the fire. Right. Take me through the process of that 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 migration, right, from either one of those four countries. Yeah. On making it here to Nashville. Yeah. yeah I, so when I said Kurds has been divided, uh, you know, in the, into four different countries, you know, uh, Kurds in Turkey. At at one point, they were not allowed to speak their mother tongue. Mm. Because of the Turkey's um, oppression, and same goes with the uh, Kurds in Iraq, you know. Kurds in all, in all four countries, you know, are on daily basis and they're oppressed, you know, by the regime of their of their country. Right. Me and my family were a victim of of chemical of, mm. of, of chemical warfare of mustard gas. Must, wow. In 1988, my dad was murdered by chemical gas. Uh, he was a peshmerga, meaning a freedom, a freedom fighter. What's the uh, what's the word? Peshmerga. Peshmerga. Peshmerga, yeah, meaning. Uh, it's gorilla fighter in English, right? Gorilla fighters. Well, freedom there's a lot of fighter. yeah. freedom yeah. fighters. Okay. Those who sacrifice, you know, their their life uh, yeah. for the sake of our dignity, our land, you know. Right. Uh, our freedom. So. The biggest wave of Kurds migrated to United States, you know, after the Gulf War in the 90s, where thousands of Kurds, you know, flee to mountains right. just to seek shelter from, uh, from chemical. Saddam Hussein's regime of Iraqi regime of that time basically declared 
his whole ego and you know and mission was to do that ethnic cleansing of Kurds, you know, mm. get rid of all the Kurds. Mm. But luckily, during uh, I believe Bush or slash Clinton administration ordered a no-fly zone over Iraqi over Kurdistan region. Mm. That you know, just to give us uh, some breathing room. Mm -hmm. So Kurds migrated. I mean, to this country, I would say in '90s that was the biggest wave. Which of course it, it didn't happen, you know, easily. Mm -hmm. It was a hard, you know, hardships and conditions. They they stayed in Turkey camps for like three years, some for four a lot years, of some were refugees. two years. Yeah, they stayed in Turkey camps, you know, so just for the process. Right. And then they they divided Kurds into different states, but majority landed in Nashville. Wow. I guess you know. Nashville is kind of similar to back home, right, where there's the mountains, hills, you know, and the weather, some kind of similarities maybe. And also at that time, of course not now, but at that time the cost of living mm -hmm. might have been, you know, you know, a reasonable... Affordable, uh, yeah. Know, for many, you know, yeah. which of course is not the case anymore. Right, you know? yeah. right. But, uh, and then... And also, you know how you move uh, one place to another place, you prefer to go somewhere that you know someone already right. to help you get around, you know, right. get your head start, especially if you're dealing with the culture shock, language barriers, you know. Right. So before that, there were there were some families here already established in Nashville, you know. Right. So that's why people just keep coming to Nashville. Right. And then in 96, there was a second wave of Kurds, you know, migrated to the United States and... Again, that was the main reason it came it was to Nashville. Already, yeah, it was yeah. already, a it was already an established community here. Yeah. So I guess that's how it started, and that's how you know, our community keeps growing Right. every day, you know. And uh, we're blessed to be here. This is home. Right. We call Nashville Little Kurdistan, you know. Okay. So it's been a good journey so far. So what are some of the hardest challenges that uh, many people face in the Kurdish community making that migration like? Like coming here is still even though you might have family, you might have familiar faces, food, culture, yeah. but it's still not still not home and you're still not in your homeland, True. right? And because many people don't know the history, right? They might see Kurdish as just, oh, you all from the Middle East. Yep. Right. And right. that already puts like a, a stigma on on people from that, right? Sure. And so what are some of those challenges that, you know, even today, right? That Kurds may face here in Nashville just based on like misperception of who the Kurds are, the challenges right. you all face. Well, just, just, I mean, just like you said, you know, like every other community, you know, we have our own challenges, you know, right. and, on, on a daily basis that we face because we're no different than other communities, you know, right. we're, we're just from different, different, you know, different culture. Right. Uh, just like you said, uh, when people think, yes, uh, we, Kurdistan is in Middle East, you know, right. so we can't, run away from that you know right but uh, some people they don't differenti differentiate you know the col different culture types in in middle east you know right uh when they say when they automatically think middle east they automatically you know uh, put you down as certain you know a certain category of of, of people right although uh, there are you know Different different ethnicities in Middle East, you know, different religious right. groups, different sects in Middle East.
but the perception of you know of, of, of a lot of many people you know it's grouped together yeah uh, and we often you know every time we get an opportunity you know we try as a community to educate you know people that hey Kurds you know we have our own culture our right. culture is different our, our language is different right our the religion we might have we do have Muslims you know right in our community we also have you know Jews you know Catholics and Christians, Yazidis, right. our 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 nationality, you know, consists of different religious groups. You know, right. it's not just a one type. You know, right. so we try to you know educate people about that, right. uh, especially when you know during September 11. You know, I was going to ask you about attack, that. You know, yeah. Uh, People. Because their perception, those wrong perceptions can yeah. be harmful, yeah. right? If yeah. I just say, oh, well, they're from the Middle East, yeah. and 9-11 just happened. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, you all uh, uh, just overnight became, you know, something something wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overnight. And so what was like, what was that? And I'm pretty sure, yeah. you know, like, it might have been different from you, Dash, and you, yeah. Tabir. Just, what was those challenges? Yeah, I remember back in high, I was in high school at that time, Glencliff High School, and... That morning, you know, when September 11 happened, of course, everything, the emotions were high, you know. Right. Uh, there were a lot of, you know, talks back and forth because nobody knew what was going on until the full details came out. And the, I, I'm not going to say we became, you know, the, the victims, I mean, you know, the suspects, you know, right. of that crime. But, of course, there were, you know, mixed emotions, you know. People might have uh, looked at us differently. Right. But, again, I just... I tried, you know, at that time I tried my best, you know, to tell at least my friends, you know, the peers around me, hey, right. you know, uh, don't get it mixed up, you know, right. uh, just because we're from Middle East, but it doesn't... Not everybody from Not everybody East is exactly, or is like are the same. Right, how did, how did that affect you, Dash? I mean, I feel like, for me, you just kind of get looked at a little different, you know? Right. But I mean... I was a kid when it right. happened. I was maybe, I don't even know how old. I was in, um, when it happened, I was in the sixth, gr yeah. sixth grade when it happened. So, you know, I didn't fully, like, understand. We're kids. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we kids. And then I went to a predominantly black school. I feel school. old now. <laughs> I, was yeah, in, I was in high school. Then. Yeah, no, we were, I was at, we on. I was in sophomore high school. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of look different, you know? Right. They look at you a little different, but. Right. That's one thing that, you know, I wish people understood, like, just because, yeah, we're from the Middle East. Right. We don't have our own country anymore, but we are different. Right. We have a different culture. So I have to I have to ask you this, right? Because, again, I want to take an inside look of, you know, a daily life as a Kurd, if I can, right? You know, you we can kind of highlight and see kind of me being black, right? Kind of some of the challenges and barriers that black folks have been through in the United States yeah. because of just slavery, Jim Crow, all these things, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's well documented. You see it in films. It comes out. So it's like people you can constantly remember. And then, like, you see it on TV, this white-black thing, right? Yeah. What does that look like as a, as a Kurd, right? What does those attacks look like, especially after 9-11, that, you know, it goes beyond just the people are looking at you different. Like, now people may be treating you different, right? What does that treatment look like uh, after 9-11 and even, maybe even currently today because people group, hey, they from the Middle East, that's, a, that's, that's, that's different, right? Yeah. 
Well, fortunately, me personally, you know, I, I really haven't faced any, I, I haven't really faced anything harsh okay. like that, you know. Okay. Uh, I've lived here for almost 26 years, you know, okay. you know, I really haven't faced anything like that. Uh, the perception is, you know, we get that question a lot because we're in the South, so people are regular things. The South is a little more, uh, you know, since sensitive but but i got something else i'm gonna throw at you though all right <laughs> i got something else i'm gonna throw at you right. though. but because I, uh, I did my history okay and i know curves can come in different shades mm -hmm. right i mean look at me and tabir for come in different shades now yeah, that's your, what i was gonna say too your proximity to whiteness you didn't like <laughs> it's, it's closer He's a white boy compared yeah. to me and so yeah. do you think I, I get it did that you do you think that might have played a little bit into you it maybe has. not okay for sure yeah. okay i'm not gonna lie okay know? yeah okay and how I do you feel it. about that and, well, I'm just, and i'm just thinking <laughs> for myself you know? right so yeah yeah I'm no not yeah saying that you know my community they haven't faced felt that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for i'm sure. sure they have at, at some point you know I, I'm, yeah for even sure. until today but one thing we have to be realistic though you know uh see there are rotten apples everywhere in right. every communities and every nationality right. you know uh there are racist people everywhere you know i'm not gonna deny that but uh one thing that is important we have to look it's not where you live it's how you live right you know so i really believe in that you know right just because i live here i'm not gonna automatically treat myself i'm different than from the the person beside or in front of me you know right my job as a human being, you know, to do everything good, you know, for myself first and for my community, right. you know, trying to educate myself and better myself in every way possible, and I can. And I believe that is a number one key, you know, that, that is a number one weapon to use against your, you know, your enemy mm -hmm. or the one who dislikes you, mm -hmm. you know. It's not about, you know, reaction. Sometimes you have to, you know, uh, hurt them with kindness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But in... in in Davidson County, things are things are not as harsh, you know. If uh, comparing to if you go away from Davidson County to the different isolated counties, right? So f we've lived here in, in in the same county for years, you know. Right. So things are are still, you know, are not that harsh. Again, again, I'm speaking for myself mm -hmm. and made my reflection, you know, it's a little bit, you know, different than some of the other friends that are in our communities you know especially uh, when it when it comes to uh, women's you know right some people some women in our community they wear scarf so i'm right. sure they face you know some difficulties or, right. or challenges on daily basis right. which is you know i'm not surprised you know it's it's not a shock mm -hmm. again we're we're in a in a, in a world of you know of of different Right. Of different backgrounds, you know, of different emotions. Right. We can only control ourselves. And then when you have different generations, like being born here, right? Yeah. You know that they they they're American. Yeah. Right. And they see their American friends dressing For this sure. way. The new doing generation, this. they're more Americanized. How does that? But I'd like to say they they do contain the Kurdish culture. They might, you know, dress, right. you know, not how they used to, like, right. per se, my age and my sister's age right. and stuff like that, but uh, they maintain the language, the culture, and they still stick with the community. And so, so I've had a chance to, to, to work with, especially like with language learning with, because um, I speak Spanish, right? 
language learning with a lot of the Latinx community, right? And a lot of their parents tell me, hey, you know, the kids don't want to speak Spanish. They want to just speak English because like, either maybe some bullying at school or they want to fit in or the pressure of like, ah, I don't want to identify yeah. with this culture because like nobody else or none of my friends identify. Is that, do you see all that happening too? in the like in the Kurdish community with the new generation or if like people are like embracing it or because they're embracing it are things a little different at school or yeah. did you all experience any of that well growing up yeah growing up for sure we experienced it a lot you know in school and friends or students look at us differently simply because the way we dressed you know right we were new to this country I'm gonna speak right. for myself you know I, when I came here, I started in middle school, you know. Of course, uh, I dressed differently, you mm -hmm. know. I didn't know the language much, you know. Right. So there was that kind of pressure, you know. Right. At once, maybe we were bullied. Right. That we didn't know of, you know. Right. But uh, the new generation today, I think they embrace it, you know. It's, it's different. Proud. The life is very different. For I mean, I have kids right. myself, you know. Right. I have four I have four boys that go to school here, you know high school mm -hmm. and uh, again they are Kurdish Americans you know right. they were born here but still you know th right. things it's it's still different you know right. regardless of you know yes my kids were born here but their parents are from right. somewhere else you know right. but but their life you know on, on a daily basis is still is better than you know before because right. Each generation, their English, yeah. each generation, it changes, right. you know, and their English is better, of course, you know, their their accent, you know, maybe it's perfect, you know, right. but uh, as far as, see, our community, it's so big now where, where even at school, you know, our kids, you know, they still try to get together, you know, right. and have different groups, you know, or, right. or hang around with their own with right. their own people now stuff like that and so this is why we're here too i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought that because this you because you had mentioned it's like 20 to thirty thousand yeah curves here in nashville <laughs> that's crazy like it, it's crazy now i one of the reasons why i wanted to create this platform is to bring more of us together right bring more of us together and like when i was in school right i went to all the schools I went to was like at least 98% black, right? Um, and so I'm not familiar because I know like Overton, Glencliff, some of these schools are a little more diverse, right? Mm -hmm. uh, nationality wise. Um, but you still see in our natural community, we're very still, we're diversely segregated, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have our black communities, we have our uh, prominent white communities. Yeah. Latinx communities, Kurdish communities, and you kind of see this too in our schools with our friends and things like that. Yeah. Do you all do anything to promote, like, hey, like, we understand this is our Kurdish community, but hey, we need to also, like, be diverse and be intentionally diverse of, like, getting to know the Latinx community, the black mm -hmm. community, um, because I don't think we do enough of that. And it's very easy for us to, like, hey, they look like me. Maybe we share the same values. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's the same way in the, in the Kurdish community. Like, hey, like, both of our parents, you know, immigrated here from uh, Kurdistan. And we can we speak uh, the same uh, native tongue and all that. But you all kind of promote 
saying, hey, like, okay, we know your culture, but get out there and try to make other friends or try to be intentional about other communities or does the organization yeah. try to do some of that work too? Yeah. Because I think that's is truly important to how we we how we he can for sure get to understand and know each other more. But if Absolutely. we still keep saying, oh, I'm gonna be comfortable over here, right. you know, yeah. like it's hard for us to have these conversations and us to understand more about our cultures. Um, and we, I, I would say we're probably more similar than, than um, unsimilar anyway, but that distance makes it seem like, oh, well, we're probably completely different. Right, right. Well, me personally, you know, personally speaking, I never teach my kids, you know, to separate themselves uh, from other cultures or mm -hmm. communities or, or different, you know, right. different ethnic groups, you know. Uh, one thing I always tell my kids, you know, get along with everyone and try to get to know other cultures, you know, other people other people around you. It's important we have to we have to know our surroundings, you mm -hmm. know. Don't you don't be selfish. Just hang around with your own peer with your own type, you know. Right. Especially in today's world, you know, uh, uh, for us to make a change, you know, we have we have to be part of that change, you know. Right. Yeah, but uh, as an organization, you know, we never we don't have, you know, special programs or or announcement that they would tell our community, hey, today is the... See, a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine. He said, how come we Kurds don't have, you know, uh, a March, Kurdish March uh, month, or just like Black like History Month, or, you know, a different right. month? I was like, uh, do we really need that? You know, I was like, uh, I mean, look what this has created, you know, a Black History Month or, you know, some white supremacist month or some, there's, by doing this, we keep, you know, we keep, you know, isolating ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. from others. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I said, as an organization, we, we try to get, find opportunities where we right. can just only educate people mm -hmm. of who we are, you know, right. simply because, just to get along with others. We work with Jewish communities and centers here, you know, Ethiopians, you know, different ethnicities. Right. Hispanic groups. Because we all came, the foundation of this country, we all came from somewhere. Right. You know, even, even, even whites, you know, they came from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's why it is important for us, you know, to, to only accept each other and educate each other, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here today, you know, Talking about you know our culture of, of who we are, what we do as a community mm -hmm. in our daily life, you know. Right. It only it only it's only giving you some kind of background about us, you know. Yeah, for sure. Just in case you hear you know about our community somewhere else, it'll give you some kind of information. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's this kind of stuff that makes our communities better, you know. For sure. Not necessarily segregating um, our communities. Right. Unfortunately, it's like that, but. For us to change that, we have to, you know, break that stigma. For sure. Yeah. No, you, you, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, we have to be more intentional in our communities to, to not get comfortable just being isolated, right? Uh, which is very easy to do, especially if you're not familiar or you have misconceptions about a community, right? And so one of the things I, I, I like to talk about is like language justice, right? Um, and language barriers, because 
because I went through it. <laughs> I had to, I moved to, I did Peace Corps in Paraguay in South mm -hmm. America, didn't know any Spanish, right? <laughs> and so it was a struggle, right? It takes away so much of your personality and your sure. character when you don't know the language uh, of a country that you're in. Like it kind of, it like sure. diminishes you, right? And you I, feel lost. Yeah, you feel lost. Like you feel lost and like you just, you literally just don't have the words to, like literally, it's not like they right, just not right. there, right? Uh, then it's a learning curve and you gotta expect people to be patient with you, right? Yeah. For sure. So it gave me a whole different context of like, well, what refugees, immigrants, and people who come to the United States and just don't know the language, right? And you gotta think about it. born and raised here in Tennessee in the South, right. where it's been pushed English first, English only, of right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that this is like that just gave me a whole wake up call, right? So when I came back, like I was real intentional, like, hey, I want to work around ESL and you know helping people learn because I've been now, right. I know, I understand, yeah. right? But also what I understood too is like now professionally, right? We may see these immigrants or refugees coming and doing these jobs that oh, we, we, we might look down on, right? Um, but it's not because they're not educated. It's not because they're not like um, equipped to do other things. It's simply because of language. It's the language. So how does that affect like the Kurdish community for us professionally? And how did your organization like assist with that? And like some of those just barriers that Again, if you don't, if you haven't been through the experiences, you could just really kind of like not understand like how difficult it really is and that you're lost. Um, and yeah, I might have to be a custodian here, but it's not because like I, I might have been, I was a doctor or a lawyer, right. you know, in my home country. Like I was doing like, like high yeah. level like professions, but I just don't have the words to be a doctor right. or a lawyer here. And I have to, or I have to retake a test or, yeah. you know, education is different. So. How does that how does that play into the Kurdish community here in Nashville and its like impact? Yeah. I think one thing I can say is whenever anybody comes to America, the Kurdish community is really good about helping them. I know um, Tamir, for example, if anybody is new here, he'll like go see what they need, mm -hmm. you know, help out with housing or whatever, especially when they don't have, like you said, that communication. Right. You know, like we're there to translate help you show you where to go um, the best places to be right I mean there's even now classes to take to you know improve your language skills yeah. yeah I mean even I think in Nashville State correct like there's classes yeah um, to learn Kurdish Wow but even we yeah. as a community as a as an organization um, we offer these uh, you know free services to our community you know yeah. especially for for the older generation uh, mm -hmm. just like you said they're dealing with the language barriers yeah we try to offer you know a few sessions each week mm -hmm. to teach them you know basic english stuff right fortunately english i would say right now english in general you know it is one of the easiest language you know to learn okay hypothetically speaking you know i might be biased here because i speak english <laughs> you know but uh, uh, compared to other yeah, language, yeah, languages, you know, yeah. English is, is easy. When we for when we first came here, you know, obviously for the you know second generation or younger generation, things were easier for us because we could pick it up faster. You know, right. usually kids pick up things faster than older generation. Uh, we still have some people within our community who are still dealing with the language. You know, right. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but. Uh, 
like I said, uh, there are so many, we offer so many services within our community. Right. We would try, uh, try our best, you know, not to, you know, let those people down or at least mm -hmm. give them a reaching hand, you know. Right. Uh, our commit, our ethnicity or nationality being the, you know, second, second, you know, behind uh, Hispanics, you know. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, right now, all the majority of the documents are translated into into Kurdish. Okay. If you go to you know Department of Health, Department of you know uh, Revenue, wherever, even hospitals or let's say uh, Department of uh, Ten Cares and Food Assembly, you know, right. there's documents translated into into. Kurdish in your language. Okay. I guess you can say Nashville which kind is kind of adjusted. Yeah, okay. which is good. Yeah. But again, you know, language, one thing which I didn't tell people, you know, especially for the newcomers, you know, when you first come here, you know, the first thing you need to, you need to get used to is the language. Because mm. language is really important, you know. Right. Uh, our community as a whole, they, they, they're very hardworking people. You know, right. we have, you know, people from different Professions, right? Just like you said, you know, if you, if you see some people working as a custodian, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't know anything else. Right. It's because maybe uh, of the language, you know. Yeah. Or even we have a lot of we have some uh, professionals, you know, that come from Kurdistan who have you know uh, degrees in, in law or, or in law enforcement or you know different sects of government. Right. But. Just because you know their degrees, it, it doesn't transform over to so the United States. They yeah. left with you know jobs with you know right. that are you know basic services. Right. So yeah. So you got me thinking. When you talk about especially services, right? Um, has Nashville done a good job, or do you see there's opportunity in the future? I guess with Nashville also in some of these um, high-level positions like council persons and um, school board members and law enforcement, right? Uh, again, I'm looking from the outside in. Mm -hmm. I know we put a lot of emphasis on black and white in this country, right? Yeah. We put a, a, a lot, you know, rightfully so, we put a lot of emphasis, but there are other communities, right, that are affected by the same things that we're affected by, right? Um, so do you see that kind of representation in, in, in communication when it comes to those other like high level um, departments where they do seek out right you mm -hmm. or other people of the community and say, hey, Tabir, what do you think about, how does this affect the Kurdish community? How does releasing right. of these housing or these other critical issues affect the Kurdish community specifically? Are those conversations being had uh, yeah. or? Good question. I get this question a lot, you know. Sometimes we cannot blame just the, the governments or the local uh, the local governments in, uh, here in Nashville. You know, we right. have sometimes we, it we have to blame it on us. You know, as a community or as, or as individuals. You know, right. we have to we have to prepare ourselves. You know, to be in that spot. You know? Okay. We have to uh, we have to be aware of, of what's going on in our you know communities in Nashville, especially when it comes to. Uh, governmental you know, stuff you know right. like uh, our mayor's office or governor's office we have right. we have to be part of this the growth we have to right. be part of that change for us you know to, to be part of it we have to educate ourselves you know for example we, we have speaking 
for my community, you know. If if I if I if I want to have you know our voice in a, you know in any change that happens you know in Nashville, mm -hmm. we have to have some representatives you know, right? You know, councilmen, let's say, right. or chamber of commerce, whatever right. it could be. You know, we have to have members there. Right. For us to be, some communities you know are bigger than others. You know, mm -hmm. like we have well over 20,000 20, Kurds in Nashville. So when it comes to either you know politicians or any changes in in a community, especially right now there's you know elections going on, especially right. after Nashville, Davidson County district, right. you know, right. they divided into into three yeah. parts. Yeah. So there's you know a lot of action going on as far as people electing themselves, you know, for different districts. So our voice will be important for those you know for sure. candidates. For sure. For us representatives, you know. So it is uh, it is their job, you know, to kind of reach out to us. Mm -hmm. But as far as uh, for our voice to be heard, you know, to be uh, for any changes, you know, mm -hmm. it's important for us, you know, the, to put ourselves in that situation, you know. The, right. To let our voice to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just think it's crucial because, you know, 20,000-something 20, uh, community members, right? That could swing exactly any election or shit, sure. right? Um, one vote sometimes can make a big yeah, change. So exactly, twenty thousand can definitely make it, right? Exactly. Um, and I think like here in Nashville, you only like three three hundred votes or something like that that can get, can decide of can swing can swing. Yeah, way. that's all you need. Like if you yeah. get three hundred, that can really decide to vote. I know we have, like, the, right now we have the judicial elections coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, early voting is in April. And, then, and they have reached out to us. Yeah. Know, as far and, as, yeah, because last, the last, so this, these are, most of these are eight-year terms, right? Mm -hmm. And so out of, out of, like, 400,000 people, only 25,000 people voted in the, in the last judicial yeah. elections, right? That's all, that's all, that's, 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 that's a low number. That's 25,000 out of, Four hundred out of everybody, and I mean yeah. that's every single candidate, right? Mm -hmm. So like you know, so you only needed you know you probably only needed a thousand votes to win yeah, yeah. a few if that, mm -hmm. right? And so I can only imagine like now, right? Yeah. These are really important, like for sure, like especially you talking about DA, you talking about general session judge, civil uh, court judge, yeah. probate, like all like these are, and then next year is council members, right? They're up for election. And so I can only imagine the importance of if I was a council person or if I was a judge, like I'm definitely reaching yeah. out. Like, hey, to be a look. Right. I mean, <laughs> what what does the Kurdish community need? Right. Like, what what do what I need to do? do? Yeah, what can I come speak? Right. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, they have uh, put it on their calendars. You know, uh, right. For the for the, the upcoming event that we're having on March on March yeah. 20th. <laughs> I'm sure you know, and the candidates. They've already reached out to us, you know. Hey, right. can I come there? You know, and yeah. give a little speech or something like that. I was like, gonna have to wait <laughs> because I'm sure there'll be a huge list, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. But like you said, it's important, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, for for them to gain our votes, you know. Right. They're gonna want us, you know, to put uh, to put us, you know, on their, you know, on their agenda as far right. as we're making changes or you right. know our second opinions for the city of for the districts you know right. it's important you know we try our best to be part of this greater community of Nashville you know right. whatever we can and Kurds are, are 
they're very active in Nashville and, and they're very well stable, you know. Right. Majority of the current, they're stable, they have their own businesses, you know. Right. And uh, when it comes to, uh, yeah, even in Chamber of, of Commerce, you know, we have, and Kurds have, you know, affected, you know, they have a big impact on the, on Nashville's budget, you know. Yeah. Um, they pay their taxes, you know. Uh, right. They, some companies we have locally in Nashville, that are owned by Kurds, you know. Right. They have, you know, I would say, hundreds of, of employees. Yeah. For example, you know. Yeah. And, and that makes a big difference, you know. So, we try our best, you know, because we're here, we live here. This is home, you know. Mm -hmm. It's little Kurdistan to us, and we try our. We're not trying to, you know, isolate ourselves or think mm -hmm. that we're different from other people. Right. We're here. We're Kurdish Americans, you know, and we're gonna, you know, do our best, you know to uh, be good citizens. That's what we, so, that's the goal. What's going on everybody? This is Jerome Moore, creator and host of Deep Dish Conversations. And I know y'all enjoying this episode, but just real quickly, make sure y'all hit the subscribe button and hit that notification so you can be notified when we drop new episodes and interviews, all right? I appreciate all love and support. And let's get back to this episode. Nashville is growing crazy, It's right? a melting pot, man. Right, yeah. it's a hundred something people moving here a day. A day, yep, right? that's, a, that's a lot of people. Right, how does that, um, how do you all see that impacting the Kurdish community, right? Uh, because, of course, the Kurdish community is going to keep growing too, right? For sure. Uh, as Nashville keeps growing, but a lot of that things become more expensive. And cost of living. Cost of living goes up and justification, and, and, and right, For in sure. general. Like, how, how do you all, like, see that affecting the Kurdish community? But also, yeah. how does that, you know, for, for, for better or for worse, right? Because uh, change yeah. is good, but Not also sure. it could displace people. Uh, make people and have it, to... It has. Yeah, yeah. You know, and change is good, good. Growth is good, you know. Right. The, the, the better, I mean, the bigger growth, the better, you know, revenue for the city and the more work, you know. Right. But you have to, the, everything has, you know, the good side and, and a bad side to it, you know. Mm -hmm. We love, we, we love the, the growth, you know. It's beautiful seeing different people, different mindsets, you know, moving to Nashville. Right. Because I believe right now, Right, Nashville is one of the fastest growing city in the states. You know, right. uh, it's only bringing good people here in the city. You know, unlike some other states, people chasing for wrong reasons. You know, but right. we have lots of young people moving to Nashville. You know, uh, and again, that comes with the the traffic jam. It's not. Things are, you know. Yeah, it comes with traffic and shit. Right. Yeah. And also, yeah, no, stay where you are. <laughs> and the cost of living, you know. Um, right. The rent, I use, we're used to rent, you know, two bedroom for five, six hundred dollars. That's no longer the case. <laughs> a, one, a one single person can no longer, you know, uh, afford to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. you know, they have to either double their shift or, right. or do something else, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has it has impacted you know our community as well, just right. like any yeah, other yeah. communities. Uh, a single parent with with kids, you know, can no longer buy a, a normal average house. Right. You know? We're struggling with that, you know. Although right. there's more jobs now, the pay is, is a little more, you know. Right. But still, uh, what's uh, what's happening right now? It's insane, you know. An average house. Uh, half a million dollars you know ridiculous it doesn't make sense no. you know because like yeah. and you don't even get property with it now yeah, yeah you're right even get, you know? yeah you yeah. just get the house yeah yeah right a little piece of that little right look. front yard that's it a deck 
Yeah. Yeah, because um, I think the living the living wage right now in Nashville is like fifty one thousand a year annually, like and so we know of many people like even our educators wasn't wasn't making wasn't that. making that yeah exactly and so it just who knows who 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 knows where Nashville's gonna go, but it's good to hear that like. The Curtis community is responding, right? You all are preparing for that. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and having resources in place for people who still want to move here, and people who are still currently here to to figure out how to navigate this growth, um, which I think is is important. It is, you know, Nashville. You can no longer just go walk into a restaurant and grab a menu. Right. You gotta have reservations, or you have to wait online. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know. Nashville is fun, man. We love Nashville. I wouldn't, me personally, I've had job opportunities, you know, at different different states, but right. I, just, I just couldn't let Nashville go. Yeah. yeah I don't want to move anywhere else. Yeah, that's why you're the president, man. Yeah. Nashville, <laughs> Nashville, Nashville has been good to us, you know, right. to our really community. So. I want to bring up something you talked about earlier, um, and of course, I have to get Dash's respect on this, because you brought up something about gender, especially women, right, and how mm-hmm. they dress. Um, and again, perspective, people going to group, oh, Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of times some of the barriers that women in the Middle East face, like this outlaw or something, can't read, right? Can't mm-hmm. dress this way, right? Um, how has being here in Nashville as a Kurdish woman, right? And, and being outside of those kind of, those type of barriers, women in general still have barriers today, right? Um, and you know, us as men, we have certain privileges that have existed. Um, yeah, any cultures, right? Yeah. How how has that um, and played a part here in Nashville and the Kurdish community, as far as with the with the dress and being a woman, and 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 that play a part in you know just everyday life as a Kurdish woman here. I think. I think it just depends on how you've been raised. Right. For example, me personally, my dad, my parents, it's like, it's your choice if you want to wear it or not, wearing a scarf, right. just dress modest, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, But there are some families that they could be like, oh, you know, pray five times a day, wear a scarf. Right. But they, a lot of them still give that person their choice. Mm-hmm. But like I say, it's how you're raised. Right. Um, but me personally, I've never had any issues. Like, of course, I'll, there are some people where I'll be like, oh, I'm Muslim. And they're like, well, where's your scarf? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need a scarf to be Muslim. You right, know? right. Um, so I think it's just all about perspective. You know, like I said, there's so many people here. When you say you're Muslim, they automatically right. see women in the scarf, you know, right. covered. You know, there's even some people where they're, you know, they automatically think, you know, you wear the whole, right. you only show your eyes. And I'm just right. like, no. It's not like that, you know? Right. Um, so How do you respond when people like... <laughs> because, again, like, as a person, like, I've had the opportunity to, like, travel and live out literally across yeah. the world, right? So I've been able to, like, ask all my, like, dumb questions <laughs> to people. Cause, cause there's you, never a dumb you, question. There's never a dumb question, but, the, like... How you ask it can be dumb, right? Yeah. How you ask, it might not be a dumb question, but you but how you articulate can be dumb yeah. in a dumb way you articulate it, right? So, I had the opportunity to be able to ask if like, hey, like like I'm an American, I don't. This is what I see, yeah. right? And so break it down to me. 
how do you all like explain that sometimes to people who who coming in just like kind of just not knowing right but like they they're curious and it just comes out in like an idiotic way but yeah. the, but it's not like meant to be harmful yeah. or like like right. discriminatory just like they just don't know i mean for me i just tell them it's a choice mm. you know it, it's a choice if you want to wear a scarf and if you don't right. you know see so uh there's never a a dumb question or as such or right me personally i never I never get offended by any question I get because I don't expect I don't expect you to know the answer because if mm -hmm. you did you would never ask me that question in the first place. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I don't get offended by any question. I mean, people call me different names, you know, or mispronounce my name or uh, automatically categorize me, you know, on different groups. I don't get affected. I mean, I don't get affected by it because I don't expect you to know because it's for right. my job, you know, to you know. To educate you, you know mm -hmm. about who I am. Right. You know what I mean. So um, it all depends. You know what uh, what we're facing. Right. A lot of time I go to uh, I take my mom to shopping with me. You know, and of course she wears a scarf. Right. Yeah. Uh, scarf uh, or head covering, I should say. A lot of people automatically think the perception is it's a religious thing. You know, mm -hmm. not necessarily. It, it's more. It could be a. a, a cultural uh, thing too right or some uh, people in, in uh, different types of um, part of the world you know they wear scarf or, or head coverings you know not necessarily because of their religion right you know so uh, when I take my mom to shopping with me sometimes you know there are people who might look or peek you know mm -hmm. what is she wearing but I just wait for that if they ask a question you know right I'm ready to tell them hey She's wearing a scarf. It's not necessarily because you know of strictly of, of religion. Right. Religion might be you know a, a part of it, but there are other reasons. You know, so again, it all depends on a situation. You know, I don't get offended by it when people ask me a question. We just, we just I've realized something. You know, over over years, we for us you know to accept each other, we have to educate each other. Right. Like for today, when I when I leave here. I've learned something about you, right? And you have learned something about me, you know. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and, and somewhere down the road we can connect, right? You know what I mean? So it's about that, really. Yeah, no, and and that's why I like I'm. That's why I'm like wanting to be real intentional about like just getting people from the Kurdish community here to talk to and break this down right. to me. Yeah. Because like I like again yeah, like I don't like it's it's all kind of it kind of embarrassing if you if you a person. And you're in Nashville, and they say, "Hey, I like to work with the community, right?" Right. Like that means like everybody, and that exactly. means you have to like you have to be intentional about reaching out to people exactly. that you don't see every day, and at least learning exactly. and finding out like, "Hey, what are some of the things that you all are working on, of yeah. building power in the community? How can I be a part? How can we, yeah. you know, uh, kind of sure. uh, collaborate and organize together?" And there's right? never an embarrassing question. The only thing embarrassing I see is if if you're not willing to go ask that question. Yeah, that's embarrassing to yeah. me. You know, if, if I want to learn, you know about you right it's embarrassing for me not to come and ask you hey introduce you me introduce right. yourself to me right that's embarrassing but asking other any other questions it's, it's not embarrassing you're only asking for you to get some information you know yeah to know about that person or about right. that culture right yeah what are like some um what is maybe like one you each one can give me like one of them right yeah. What is like one like misconception that people may have about the Kurdish community here in Nashville? 
like just totally get it wrong what is like one misconception like like people just for some reason they like think that yeah. this happens or this doesn't happen but they're completely wrong oh my god good question yeah <laughs> take so your time you got, <laughs> you got me on that yeah, yeah. I, really And y'all gotta tell me. There has been, uh, there, there's few. I, mean, I believe one thing is uh, Muslim Middle Easterns. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that really I really you know. I'm gonna tell you. It doesn't. If it doesn't affect me a lot, a lot, but it kind of. It doesn't hurt me, but it hits me right. sometimes. You know. Right. Because I, I'm different. You know, I'm not Arab. Right. I mean, with all due respect to other nationalities, yeah. with Arabs or Turks or Persians or Americans and Blacks or Whites, you know, but I'm me, you know, right. I'm, I'm Kurdish. Right. I'm from Kurdistan. My language is different. My culture is different. My religion it might be different than yours. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Middle Eastern that you think I am. They get up under your skin. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing it gets under my skin because you know. I'm such a proud of my, I'm you know I'm a nationalist guy. You right. Know, I I mean, I'm a proud Kurdish American. Yeah. You know, right. I'm I'm proud of I'm I'm proud of this country. I'm right. proud of you know, uh, of my ethnicity. Right. Of, of my blood. You know. Um, right. Although I've lived here for 26 years, you know I love this country. I mean, I'm die hard. You know of right. of everything about this country. Right. Big football time. Uh, you know, big football fan. You know, right. everything here. But at the same times, I am. I am me, you know, right. I'm Kurdish, right. you know what I mean, I'm not, nobody will take that away from me, right. you know, and I try my best to educate my kids that too, you know, right. be, be good citizens, be good people, accept everybody around you, right. your peers, make friends, know, them, know about every, every culture, mm -hmm. but at the same time you have to be yourself, right. you have to know who you are right. as a person, you know. Don't let the, the, anything to, to take, take that away from you, right. your identity. Right. So. How about you, Dash? Honestly, that same Good thing. thing. Like, people are like, <laughs> ask me, hey, where are you from? Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, I'm Kurdish. And they're just like, where is that? Uh. And I'm like, oh, like, my region is from Northern Iraq. They automatically, oh, so you're Arabic. And I'm just like, like he said, nothing right. wrong with it, but it's like, no, I identify right. as Kurdish. Right. And then when they don't take the time to be like, oh, well, can you explain what that is? Right. And they just brush it off and like, no, you're Arabic. It's like, no, no, no. Right. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me educate you. Do, do, like, is that like? Is so you and so for people who just don't know, right? Like our lenses can be can can be blurry or group people together. Yeah. Do many folks say, "Oh, you're Arabic," or think you're Arabic, or think you're Arabic? Yeah. Arabic. <laughs> because majority of Arabic uh, of Arabs. In, are in Middle East, you know, so yeah. they automatically think you're Arabic, yeah. Yeah, they automatically they probably think you speak Arabic too. Yeah. Because of the region. Yeah, yeah because of the region. So oh. there are twenty two Arabic countries, you know, right. in the Middle East. They assume um, the writing is the same, the language right. is the same. Yeah. Right. You know, the yeah, like, everything. Yeah, I think it's easy for people to do because yeah. if you don't if you just like, oh you know Yeah, but East. true it's easy for but not uh, saying it's right, let's but say yeah. They uh, they wouldn't ask an is an a Jewish person's same question. Mm. Why? Although Jews are in the same same region. Right. I Israel right. is in the same region as we are in right. the Middle East. Right. So how come they wouldn't get the same question as we do? Mm. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I learned this from, uh, it really inspired me. Uh, Mike Tomlin, uh -huh. Steelers head coach. Yep. At the beginning of the season, you know, they were having a shaky season, you know, mm -hmm. they were losing a lot of games in a row. And uh, people automatically, you know, people in the media, sports world, you know, right. put them on a hot seat, you know, of, of, of changing their head coach, you know. Right. And Mike Tomlin, in a press conference one day, he said, why am I asking this question a lot? How come Champagne is not being asked that question? They're losing back-to-back -back games, you know. How come other coaches you know, are not in the hot seat? Right. But why am, why am I the only one in the hot seat because I'm black? Yep. You ask me, you ask me the same right. question because... you Kurdish? Yep. Exactly. So yep. sometimes I feel like whenever we do get that question, you know, right. why don't you ask the same question to a Jewish person? Right. So I'm We're a, in the same region. You right. know what I mean? So, so it's this kind of... But, but, but again, I... It's my job to educate right. people of, of who I am. Right. So you're going to do some educating to me right now. Because I'm going to lay something on the table that most people probably wouldn't ask you. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you because it's deep, this conversation. Now, outside looking in, growing up, I always feel like uh, this is, don't nobody know this, but growing up, actually, um, I, had a, I had a crush at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I ain't gonna say her name. Uh, she was Kurdish, Kurdish woman. Looked good too. She was fine. Yeah, yeah. You know what you said? <laughs> I'm strapped, man. <laughs> <laughs> so look, now check this out. Check this out. And um, she liked me too. We liked each other, Sweet. right? She liked me, right? Yeah. Now, in front of you, see, I hope you know where I'm going. This we're gonna right? fight. I feel like there's two different views about we're gonna, this. Stuff. We're going to fight, but, man. But, <laughs> Calm down. But, you know, but it was this thing, like, she really couldn't, you know what I'm saying, commit like that all the way to me because I was black. Now, is that a thing in the culture where you all preferably, you know, would like okay. the women? Let me. Sure. Yeah, break this. Like, yeah. yeah, so let, let me be honest with you and, and break it down to you, okay? Yeah. Help me understand. And nothing personal, okay? Yeah, against no, you no, no, or no. your or your or your skin color. No. You know, God has created us, you know, differently, mm -hmm. from from different backgrounds, from, from different nationalities, mm -hmm. right? At the same time, you know, I mean, I, I'm a person of faith. I believe in God. You know, uh, we have to get along okay. with each other. You know, in every aspects of life. Okay. Okay. It is not my place or not my uh, my job to to judge you based on your your skin color or based on whatever you believe in. Right. Okay. We're both human beings. We're supposed to you know respect and and accept each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when it comes to certain you know certain aspects of life, you know we have to be realistic. Okay. Even I wouldn't say scientifically speaking, but hypothetically speaking, you know. Let's say me, okay? I prefer to marry someone or to date someone, a person of a same kind, simply just for the understanding aspects of life. I totally get it. I hope you know what I mean. I totally get you it. You know? <laughs> totally yeah. understand. Me and you, we, I mean, me and, you know, I, let's say a black girl or a white girl. Mm -hmm. We might have feelings for each other. We might be in love, you know. We might, we might have a lot of similarities, you know, a lot in common. But when it comes to once you start living together, right. that's when the reality hits you. That's when the you know the actual the, yeah, 
the reality of life hits you. That's right. when you know you are two different people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I guess uh, one of the main reasons is, is that, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, religion plays a big part. Culture in general plays yeah. a big part. Religion, right? spe- especially right. religion. It's part it of the culture. Yeah, it's part, it's part religion, of the you know, culture. Religion plays a big role in, you know, allowing a, a woman, you know, to date a certain, you know, other, um, a certain person outside of the religion or culture. And, and right. of course, culturally speaking as right. well. I'm not saying our culture is, you know, is radical or, or, or too harsh, you know, but simply we've experienced this before, you know. Parents, you know, prefer their 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 daughters, you know, to find, uh, although, you know, that the evolution of, of, of mankind, it has changed, you know. Right, right. This new generation is completely different than yeah. what generation, like, what, what, 20, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So automatically things are changing, but as far as uh, uh, what, how, how we think, and, you know, in our culture, you know, it's nothing against the black that she's dating or against the white that she's dating. It's simply telling her, hey, it's completely two, 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 different, two different cultures. Is it possible to merge those two cultures and live? Is it? Because we believe, see, it's what we believe. Is it? Because we care so much about marriage, you know, mm-hmm. some people think, okay, you will only get married once. So when you do good, when you do get married, make sure it's the person, you know, of, of, of a lifetime. Right. Although a lot of people don't believe in that because, I mean, divorce happens for a reason. There are, things change in life, you right. know. But uh, in our culture right now, we've had girls, you know, women married to Ethiopians, to Hispanics, mm-hmm. to whites, to blacks. Right. We've also had uh, it's mixed up. girls right. fr- from them, you know. Right. We have, you know... Uh, I know this guy married to a Somalian. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It's it's all about personal preferences, you know. Right, yeah. But in general, in general, mm-hmm. it's simply because of this reason, you know, because the cultures are different. Uh, no, I, can I you can you can you merge those two cultures to make it one? I haven't. I mean, I, I don't know because I haven't been in that situation. Right. But uh, have you seen it work, Des? Have you? So I'm not. I'm going to talk for the whole Middle East, basically. Okay. I think it depends on the person. Okay. Because, for example, we know someone. Right. You know, he's married to a Persian lady. Right. And it works. They have a beautiful family. Right. It could work. It, work. Yeah. it could work. It could work. It depends it's, it's, on it's the It's not person. impossible. No. Right. It, it really isn't. And I feel like today's generation is more open-minded than back then. When I was a kid, right. looking at people getting married and how... If you married outside of the culture, they would have kind of looked at you funny. Right. But now I feel like our generation, even the older generations, they're more open-minded. They're realizing, okay, it's more about they're the, more the accepting. love, accepting. accepting. It's more about the love. Right. And are these two good for each other? Right. It's not about how anybody is going right. to look at it. It's mm-hmm. about if these two can make it work and right. if it, they're good with each other and they have each other's back. Right. Basically, what marriage is about, right. then go for it. And one thing That's we don't believe in is the arranged marriage, you know? Yeah. That, okay. is, that is I think far away from our... Some people our, assume our, that, yeah. yeah. Some people, some people think that, that, again, that's another, you know, thing that, you know, people 
categorize with Middle Easterns, you know, because they right. are still un until this day, you know, right. with all the respect, you know, the, the, there's arranged marriage, you know, and, and those cultures, you know, right. yeah. but in our community, in our culture, yeah. it might have existed maybe 20, 30 years ago, you know, right. even, even more far back, you know, yeah, but sure. right now, that's it, a hit or miss parents right there. are not going to, you know, <laughs> Right. Force their, right. their, I had, I had their kids, you know. Yeah, my heart was broken. No, I'm not surprised why your heart was broken. But no, but no, because like one, because again, like if you're not in that, and like we, we as a as a black person, right? As a black person yeah. that, that grew up, like again in the south, and you have parents saying like, hey, you know, don't, don't bring no white girl home, you know, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. because yeah. we come up in a country where, like, I could have, I could have literally been killed or lynched. Yeah. Another, well, type of killing, right? Um, for even looking at like a white true. woman, right? At certain times, at certain times, at one point, United. yeah. And so that yeah, some of that still true. trauma and some of that it still, still exists. It's passed down, right? It, Psychologically, it's still passed like it's, down. It still exists. Yeah. It exists, but not oh, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know? To a certain yeah, extent, things right. has changed. You know, right? Uh, right now, people can no longer you know control that of right. who you date because we're so integrated right, right. now. We right. go to school together, we eat together, we drink together, we right. go outing together. I mean, look at the, all the sporting events, you know. Right. Uh, so th right. things, ha ha it, the evolution, it has changed, right. you know. Yeah. Right. So same thing within, within our culture, right. our community, things has changed, right. you know. I can, for example, a parent, you know, can no longer tell their their daughter or their, or, or their son not to dress a certain way. Because yeah. right. time has changed, you know. Right. Uh, the only thing we can do is try to educate everyone right. to accept each other, right. and that's it. Yeah. Well, look, I want to I want to give it I want to give y'all the space uh, to close out here. Is there anything you want to tell the the listeners and the um, viewers? Any parting words about kind of? I know you have you all have the um, New Year's event festival coming up in March. Any anything else you want to put out there? Yeah. Um, that the Kurdish community has going on that or people should just look into and find out more about what you all are doing or what's happening um, in the community. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having us. You know, oh, it, no, for sure. been, no, I been, learned a lot. I was like, this, has yeah. been, this was, this was this I, deep. I hope by the time we walk out of here, you guys have learned something about our culture, about our, our community as a whole, you know. Uh, I'm the president of Tennessee Kurdish Community Council and our organization, uh, has been serving our community since 2006 you know the whole the main goal for our organization was to you know empower the youth you know and be a key asset in the community and help them with a do a little bit, little bit of everything you know based on our limited resources we have you know right now we are planning we are in the early stages of planning for Kurdish New Year no rules. No rules mean a new day. No rules. Yeah. No rules uh, is a Kurdish New Year on March 21st of every year. So we're we're planning to have an, uh, an event, a fun, full of festivities on March 20th. It's a Sunday. So I would like to, you know, welcome everyone. It's not just for Kurds only, you know. Yeah, right. We want our American friends, non-Kurds, non you know, to attend, to come and basically I'm there. to experience, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm that, you know, that uh, I'm on VIP. celebration 
too. With us, you, yeah, yeah, you I wanna, should. I want to be backstage. Yeah. I want, yeah, I want all of that. Oh, if, if, park, you're, if you're coming, you're gonna uh, well. you're gonna enjoy yourself, man. It's uh, lots of food, lots of music, yeah, lots music. of dancing, yeah. and you will be part of that that yeah. circle dance too. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to yeah. learn the dances and everything. Yeah, so we as an organization, we're always in need of, you know, volunteers, you know. Yeah. We do offer community hours, we do okay. offer uh, school hours, you know. If you want some volunteer work, mm -hmm. hit us up, you know. Yeah. Come to us, we'll be able to give We're you lots of hours. trying to get the younger generation hours. in, you know. Yeah. Our Educate. whole point, our whole, you know, goal is to empower youth, you know, okay. get youth involved, you know, and trying to educate them about our culture, about, you know, uh, what do we do here right. in Nashville? So especially in today's, we have lots of you know, young generations are dealing with uh, uh, maybe things that are outside of the law. You know, so right. we're trying to get them focused. You know, right. get them um, interacting with, with doing other stuff just to get their mind off, get their mind right. their mind off of other stuff. You know, right? Yeah, for sure. So we Positive do the impact. yeah with a little of everything for our community. You know, right. so. Again, we're glad to be here, you know. No, no, yeah, thank y'all for being here. And no, you guys no, are no. welcome to come to, you know, No Roos. No, I'm, I'm at yeah. No Roos. You, you ain't got to tell me no more. I'm there. Gonna, I'm going to come look for you. I'm going to say, yeah. hey, Tabir and Dash told me to come. <laughs> and they're going to give me the VIP treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And I need food. I need a, I need some attire. I want the whole thing. You want the whole outfit, Yeah, I want too? the whole outfit, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. Because right. I think it's only appropriate to wear it there, you know, because then I want to, yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to do it the right way. Yeah, so you, I, but you, you all know have what they're going to say? What they going to say? They're going to say Arashu hot. Arashu. Arashu. No, no. Arashu. 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 Why are you adding an A in the room? Yeah. Arashu. 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 Arashu is when you call someone a black guy. A black guy. Yes, black guy is where a black guy wearing a Kurdish clothes. Arashu hot. <laughs> Man, look, we done. This is over. All right, this is over. Appreciate y'all for being out. Note. We ended on that note. All right, we, we won't, it's gonna be for the football table for him. All right, I appreciate y'all yeah. for checking out another episode of Deep Dish Conversations. To yeah. be a dash, thank y'all again. They're gonna take you, this man. pizza home with them. See y'all soon. All right, thanks for having us.